Welcome back to the Making Creative Marketing Show. And today we're diving into how do you audit your own content for improvement? Now, with that initial statement there, you're probably thinking like, oh, this is definitely gonna be performance-based. And in the beginning, whenever we talk to clients, oddly, performance is already something that they know. They already feel pretty in touch with it. They look at it every single day, multiple times a day. They know the performance isn't great. So why? how are we auditing this content? So we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into like actually breaking down some of the tactical parts of content, some of like actually the heart of the content. Like how is it authentic? Is it original? How does it relate to the core of who you are and who your business is and what it represents? And how do you extract that into every single piece of content? And so that's what we're really gonna be doing in this audit today of how would I walk through auditing my own piece of uh, content or all of my content across multiple channels and platforms. Okay, so looking at this, right, if you sit down and you're like plugging in to your to your most insightful self, right, like you're really looking inward and not outward, not at how it performed, but more or less at the piece of content and how do you feel about it, right? Um, this is not necessarily a touchy-feely episode, but it, it does resonate with like the core. So one of the one of the things that I love about what I do with the makery company is I love working with business owners, somebody who is close to the founder, somebody who is it's the fountain of youth for the business. They have the most inspiration, they have the most knowledge, they have the most drive, they are the the heart and cornerstone of the business. And so therefore all of the content that I produce around the business needs to come from them in some way, shape, or form. And what do I mean by that? It's how well are they able to translate that message from like what is inside them, inside their mind, inside their heart and feelings to other people. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily matter if we're looking at this from a social standpoint, as a leader standpoint. It is how well are you able to communicate your message and how true is that message? How how precise is it, right? Like how how close to the sun does this content fly? All right. So as we're sitting here and we're looking at this, or you know, your content, um, you want to start thinking like, all right. First things off, you go back and review your content. What is that cringe feeling like? If do you look back at your content and if one of the things that you're exhibiting is this like cringe feeling, you're like, oh man, that is not very good. That's fine. I I get that sometimes even with our own content. So you're not alone. But if the cringe feeling is superficial, all right. So dig a little bit deeper into that. Lean into the cringe uh, and see what there is to unearth there. And what do I mean by that? is are you not happy with the lighting? Are you not happy with the way that your hair looks or what you're wearing or the way that your face looks? It doesn't matter. I hear it all the time from being behind the camera for 10 plus years. So if it's superficial, we can kind of move on because that's something that we can kind of fix later. Um, that's not necessarily affecting the way that our core message is being received per se. So if it's superficial, we can kind of throw that out the window for right now. But what we're really looking to do is is nail down like, does that piece of content really feel good? Like, is that, is it true? How, how true is it? Could I reword that? 
Because when we go through our content, what you're probably going to start unearthing is like, I do this, right? Maybe I use this, this set of key phrases. And those key phrases really aren't that true to my business, right? It's not exactly my elevator pitch if I were to really hone that down. And we just use those because they're they're fillers, they're they're instinctual, they're just an automatic response because we've been delivering it so long and it's comfortable. And everything that you say, if it makes you cringe a little bit, right? Are you cringing because you're sharing a little bit more of your personality and insight and you're like, man, that feels a little uncomfortable? That kind of cringe is good, to be honest. Um, and so once you start tapping into like, okay, I'm sharing a little bit more of myself in that piece of content, and it, it doesn't feel great, but it just feels like I'm not sure if they're they're gonna like the real me. They're not gonna you're not really sure if they're gonna resonate with your core message. And one thing I wanna say is like you can be a solopreneur, you could be a marketer, you could be a business owner with a small team, whatever it is, like this all should feel like you. So it doesn't matter if you're the face of the content or you have a small team and they're playing their own part in this content. The the analysis of this content should all feel the same. Okay. And as you introduce yourself in different ways, your team in different ways, it is all meant to be accepted, right? So like when you hire somebody, you hire them, you know, what whatever the joke is of like the personality hire, right? Like all of these people in some way, shape or form resonate with some part of your business. And so if you're having them, you know, play their part in the content production side and appearing in pieces of content that are being shown on various platforms and channels within your business, just that is such a crucial point to be able to, to really know and share pieces of content to show them like, hey, this is our core message. This is almost like a, a training manual for like, hey, like this is how we talk about our business. This is how we feel about our business. This is some of the great things that we've done. So if you have a hard time doing this uh, and you're you know the business owner or head of whatever marketing, it is your job to be able to hone this message uh, and get it as dialed in as possible. And so that's why like auditing this content, most people review the content, right? And the review, like I said, is almost purely based on performance, but auditing your content, auditing your content is what would I change? Should we change this? Uh, and not from necessarily a tactic standpoint yet, but more of like, is this really giving the value to our core audience? Like, does this feel right? Does this feel like we did everything well? in the core message. We're not talking about tactics, display, all that stuff yet. And sometimes it doesn't, and you need to spend time trying different things to find out what works. And I'll give you an example. This podcast is actually a great example. So I've done multiple podcasts before. Like I have run, you know, previously in a, a different life, owned a CrossFit gym, ran a podcast for that, loved it. Um, kind of did like this like weird daily review of like my journal every day for a little while. That's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, anyway, I've done all of this and all of it at the time felt right. Okay. Like it didn't feel like I was just like trying to put this out there and I wasn't sure how it felt. Like it felt right before I started. And I'm just one of those people, like it doesn't necessarily, everything doesn't have to be figured out, but how I feel about it uh, does need to be pretty solid. So for months, I have been 
iterating what I want this podcast to sound like, to feel like, to be uh, format, you name it, okay? And because it is, it's a significant investment of of my time and resources. And so I didn't want to waste it, right? So I needed it to really feel right. And I had been trying different iterations and I had been listening to a podcast, funny enough. And in that podcast, it said it was just a monologue podcast. I forget who it was, but they were saying like, you know what? I, I just really hate the way podcasts have evolved. I, you know, say your favorite host, right? Like the host is the person who brought you to that podcast. The host is the person that you want to hear more from, but they keep interviewing these freaking people about their books, about their courses, about their websites, about their story. And you don't mind them, but like what you really want is to hear more about the host and what they have to say, right? Like you want more time with them, but Almost every episode is basically just an interview. And I resonated with that so well. And I'm like, that's exactly it. Because I'm limited in time. I'm limited in in my ability to coordinate with other people uh, right now in life, just where I'm at being a dad and everything else. And so I was like, that's, I love that. Like, that is a super true point. And that resonates really well with me and the type of messaging that I want to put out there. So, I was like, that's it. And then immediately the next day, came up with the podcast name, cover art, and then recorded the first episode, published, done, right? And I'd been thinking about this for six months or more. Um, and so once it, once it clicks, man, it takes off. And so just knowing and having like the previous uh, experience of having a podcast, knowing what it is, knowing what it can do for your business and knowing what I wanted it to feel like, all of that was already figured out. So there, there was no, you know, specific auditing of that, but like the feeling and the core message of what I wanted it to do, sound and feel like was there. So as, as we get back to actually looking at your content, let's talk about that. So auditing your content has a lot to do with your audience. Okay. But it's like, are you following the tactics that are trying to lead you to a audience? Uh, and that audience is really just reach and exposure. And so if that is your guiding light, okay, so like if you're just putting out pieces of content because you're like, oh, I see that's working well for them, talking head stuff does really well as long as there's a microphone in front of them, it makes them seem professional. We should do more of that. Sure. I, I We've gotten caught up on that before. Um, it still is effective and it can still be within, just because I named it doesn't mean that it doesn't fit within your content and the type of content that you should be producing, like making sure that that content is on brand and what that means to you. As long as it checks those boxes, like you're good to go. Um, but essentially looking at how you're making your content and if every single piece is delivers the core message, includes a little bit of your personality into it and you know, then it can start following tactics. But if out of the gate, you're really just creating content based off of trends and tactics to try and do well in a platform, then then it becomes very easy to lose yourself and feel like you're untethered from the core of your your message and your business. And it can feel as though you're operating like really like a, a ship in a storm. Like you're just out there and you're like, man, there's a lot of stuff going on out here and this isn't working, this isn't working. Nothing seems to be going really well. And whenever I talk to business owners, that is typically it. 
is they've forgotten to relate everything back to the core of their business and who they are and how they interact with their clients that they just lose self in the, the mass noise of social media and content creation. And so what I kind of mentioned in that little tidbit is how they talk to their customers and clients. So if you're like, okay, I've audited my content, here are a couple things like, here's the phrases that I wanna start using more often. Here are the keywords that actually describe my business and who we are and the services we offer better. How do I interject those into what I'm saying and what I'm doing and how I'm communicating it? Because, um, sorry, as we go through and look at this content, mirroring the conversations that you have with your client. Okay. So like you might be asking yourself, you're like, I have no clients. I have no customers yet, but I'm producing content. I've been there. I know the struggle. Maybe you already are fortunate enough to have clients and uh, customers and you already know what these conversations look like. And maybe you're still fortunate enough to have some that you're like, man, I wish I had more of these. You just have a couple clients and customers who are just like the best, right? And you're like, man, if I just had like a couple more of these, I'd be set um, right there with you, right there with you. So picture that, picture these people individually. You've heard this before. Don't just make, when you're speaking and you're creating a piece of content, make it for one person. Now that one person, if that is not in your target audience, if that's not somebody that you're speaking to that you directly want to work with, then your your message is already getting skewed, right? Like it's already deviating from the core message of who you're trying to connect with. And so amplifying it through social media and pushing it out in different uh, forms of content is not is not going to do what you want to do to do. So sitting down, man, I don't know what is happening right now. I apologize. Actually, I do know what's happening. It's, uh, I have two children. Uh, the, uh, Cliff Notes version here is one's like three and a half. The other one's 10 months old. And the way that my schedule works is I typically will record these podcasts, um, somewhere between like the 4am and 6am hour. And some days the voice is just not there folks. And so I apologize for this, but needless to say it is, uh, it's 528am and, uh, I can hear the kids up. So slightly distracted. Nevertheless, moving back to what I was talking about. So if you are picturing your ideal client, okay, if you don't have any, you are looking at who is that person. And if you don't know who that person is, go find them, whether it's on Instagram or whatever, go find somebody that you would love to be working with. Okay. And then put yourself in the mindset of, I am working with this client. What are my plans for them? What problems am I solving? What do I see that can be improved? How am I improving that? Like what softwares am I using? What like just start speaking, right, to that scenario in your head. Have that conversation and start like once you start having that conversation and actually not just like thinking, but like, okay, like if I, if you're really digging into their business, if you're really providing the service, um, to them, start really detailing it out. Like you don't actually have to like blueprint everything. Uh, like it's like a project proposal, but like the more detailed you can get, the better content that you're going to be able to produce here. And obviously the flip side of this is if you already have these people start, go. what conversations, like start documenting mentally, like what conversations have you had with them? Like what are the struggles they're having? What are the things that you are working on with them? Because these core clients, these core customers, man, like this is like, 
this is it. This is how, this is your golden ticket to um, gold content. Like this is the evergreen content that you should be able to reuse over and over and over again and repurpose in different, uh, different styles. So that is like the key exercise here. Um, and then as I go through this and you're like, okay, like what questions should I be having? Um, I actually pulled this. So almost every single one of our podcasts is going to be, um, a blog as well. And there, there's different variations. So like, um, the blog is written really as like a precursor to the podcast to help me prep for this podcast. But it also shares like, just like very specific detailed insights that, you know, don't necessarily fit to the audio form, but in here, here are multiple questions that you can be asking yourself to like have that conversation. What work do you do for them? Okay. Like thoroughly describing it. How are their needs being met? this like what are what are you like doing like not just like what problems are you solving but like what are some of the things that they've desired that you're now doing for them how did you know what they needed right like how did you go about auditing their needs did they come to you what feedback did they have after working with you what struggles did they have to overcome did you have to overcome to find a solution that works well for your you know core audience like there's there's so many questions that you could ask and we're actually working on a whole 50, 50 uh, content prompts, prompts to help you produce better content from your core message um, and stick around. And oh, actually, if you join and go to our show notes, uh, the newsletter's in there. And as soon as that's done here, uh, probably by the release of this episode, uh, if you join that um you'll get those uh, 50 core content prompts. So self-plug there. Anyway, so after you have this this core talk with you know your imaginary client, future client, your current client, once you slip into that mindset and stream, that I really think will unlock everything for you um, as far as auditing your content and core message. Like once you start having those core conversations, then it becomes, how do I change that iteration, right? Like, how do I communicate that core message better, okay? So this is when you move to the next phase of your content and you're looking at your content and you're like, okay, got my core message down. How do I communicate this better? And communication uh, depends on the platform. Is it in video? Is it a graphic? Is it audio? What is it? How do you communicate better? And so if, for example, if we just took a reel, you have 90 seconds, in that reel to communicate your message. What does that entail? How would I communicate better in a reel? Totally depends on your approach. And this is where experimenting and tactics and auditing come in hand. So your hook, right? Like it's relevant, there's keywords, maybe you know the on-screen text is there, it's moving, there's uh, very short B-roll clips in the very beginning while those keywords and phrases as to why this should be relevant to the viewer are giving even more contextual information along the way. And so that is just, like, that's a lot of effort to put into a hook. And then <clears throat> from then on, it's just honing the message throughout the entire video. Does it need to have a screen grab? Does it need to have an arrow that is directly, you know, pointing them to the most important topic? Are you highlighting a key word? Like I, a lot of this gets lost in volume. Okay. So like your core message is 
you might not be. So this might be a, a good pause for a second. If you're not great at delivering your core message, then it's going to affect how much content that you can put out. And then from there, it's also going to affect how much content that you can put out because how well can you communicate that? Um, and, and, and so like it's, it's a tiered process. And so if I'm not great at creating my core content, I'm not great at translating that message, then I'm probably not that great at highlighting like exactly what they should be focusing on um, and simplifying that communication. One of, not to say that you don't know a lot about your business, but like some things, if, you, if you're sitting down with a client, you're like, man, this is so complex. This is so critical. There's so much that goes into it. Your ability to dis distill and simplify those what are seemingly abstract and complex uh, systems or thoughts and processes is how good you are at communicating. So if that's not great, training, training yourself to develop content like this is not just going to like help your content do better. It is going to help you connect better with your clients because you'll start finding that this content is just almost like a training mechanism for how well you're able to, to talk with your clients if you do, you know, consults or whatever it is. And so as you move through that and you're like, okay, I've got my hook, I've honed my message. Now, how do I also deliver variety that's on brand? Like you can use video, audio, graphics, text to illustrate the point. <clears throat> There's so many tools, right? Then it just becomes like tactics to that point. Tactics are, how do I better communicate this message? If you know a struggle of what's happening with your clients, one of your pieces of content could purely just be relating to them, right? Like how the your ability to relate to your clients is everything, right? Like they might know that you can do and get them results, but like if you can clearly illustrate feelings that they are not able to actually um, <coughs> communicate and they like, you know, if you, you've probably read an Instagram post, a tweet, a thread, whatever it is, and you see a meme or something and you're like, oh my gosh, I could not have put into words how that made me feel, but you did it flawlessly. Like I, that is, that is it to the, its core, right? Some people have that and it's your goal to get to that point for your business and for your brand. And last, last kind of section here in the podcast is just on brand content. Okay. The way I look at branding through content is like, what is the feel that you get? And there, and this is such a, a massive thing to unbox, but it's just one of the pieces when you audit your content, like are you consistently translating the fonts, colors, lighting, style, quality? Is it raw? Is it polished? What energy level is it? Is it professional? Is it reserved? It is just a style right? Like it is, is it on brand? Your brand can have different styles and different feels, but it, it's, is the message being received in a cohesive way? Like just like every, like I look at brands as like having, you know, multiple personalities. Um, and I'm trying to pick a brand right now that like, okay. So like if you look at Nike, right? They pick athletes, all right? And those athletes have different personalities. They have different characteristics, but they have an underlying theme to them. It's excellence, it's performance, it's hard work, it's dedication. Um, it's a strive to do something better, right? To better themselves. And so like, there's a lot to unpack in that. And so when you're looking at content, don't, when I say fonts, lights, color, styles, quality, you know, energy level, whatever it is, like 
don't let that distract from it's it's almost this intangible feeling of like yes this brand or this content is on brand like this is what i want my my business to feel and look like um and you know it's not always every piece of content that you put out there even if you nail it down isn't going to be great but like the the connectivity between one piece of content and the next could just be like hey, this is in the same place, delivered in the same style, editing's pretty similar. Like, it, it doesn't have to be crazy. And, you know, carousels to reels to just picture posts to the way that you story is just layers to your brand, okay? So I don't want you to think that, like, oh, my gosh, everything needs to look and feel the same. Like, as long as it's attached to your core message and you're tethered and grounded in that, then if you're able to just carry that a little bit and deliver, you know, a little bit of your personality, a little bit of that authentic self and who your business is and what they represent into every little piece of content, you're going to start producing, you know, those that would resonate, you know, you're going to start finding the audience that will resonate with you the best and want to work with you. So all of this to say the audit is to like bring you back home to really, you know, get reintroduced to your core message and then go out again and start, you know, pumping out that content. Like I said, amplifying your content through social without being tethered to your core message is going to lead you astray. And the longer you're, you're, you're out there without, you know, coming back home and revisiting and auditing, the, the easier it is to fall into the trap of using the tactics, the trending tactics that are out there to reach more exposure because it becomes a competition of, how well does this content perform? Did it do well? Did it do well? Well, if it did really well, and I've had this, this is like a good example. I have had a lot of our clients have viral reels, you know, a million reels, 10 to 20,000, you know, and some of this virality is completely based on the size of their account to begin with. So to them, it was viral. Okay. Some of their best pieces of the content that went viral had nothing to do with their real business and their core message and, and who they are and what they do. It was like unrelated content that was posted. And it, to give you an example, like cats, kids, uh, and travel. And they just happened to post it, make the reel, and it was not part of our content schedule. It was not part of like the content calendar. was not part of what we do. It was just made and shared uh, spontaneously, and, and it went viral. So, and that, like, and that skews... A lot of things because you might have gained a lot of followers uh, through there and hopefully it's good you know i hope but you can kind of tell with the statistics that like unfollows within the next week are, are pretty high and you can see that and so you can tell that like hey that that piece of content that you put off put out there while it resonated with a lot of people was not the target audience that you were looking to connect with so it does take time like the longer the longer that you 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 stay away from your core message and being able to deliver that and communicate it in a, a succinct manner, uh, the longer it's going to take for you to to grow. Whether you're looking at your your business or your social accounts, like it it systemically affects the growth of your business. So, um, really honing in, going back and asking those questions picturing your your target dream dream client if you already have them what does that conversation look like and then just kind of going through the steps that we outlined that'll totally set you up for success so all right y'all i uh, think that's it for the day so if you guys stuck around for the first episode here for the second you know subscribe like 
and uh, join our uh, email newsletter. That's going to be like where we're going to be like combining like our YouTube and our podcast and our weekly insights. I really am going to make that like a delivering unlike any other just because like there's no way to like even if you followed us on every platform, there's no way to get like the best of this information. I I think the podcast or the YouTube videos definitely or the YouTube channel is going to be like the best. But nevertheless, the email list is going to take the cake. I'll make sure of it. So uh, check that out in the show notes. Otherwise, we'll see you guys on the next one.